views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Scared of the light, but how will you ever know if you never try? Hey, everybody, welcome back. Welcome back to the show. Benny, who's singing that? That's uh, Adele. Uh, that's what I thought. I said. Get up. It's, it's a sneak it, peek it, of her it, new it's... album. <gasps> Yay! Mm-hmm. Yay! Yay! That's what I love. Never you gonna leave about... you. Never gonna leave you. That's right. That's I know the title you... of the song. And you never will leave me, Benny. <laughs> I know that's true. I knew true. you'd get that one. I know. Uh, you know, I love this. I love this topic, and I love introducing you to Dr. Jim, as I refer to him, Dr. James Rosenwald, joining me here today. Stop your screaming body before it starts. Absolutely. And, you know, this is now a, a conversation and a topic that is so prevalent in the world right now, what we're learning, and you're going to find out what this is about, you know, but but the world we live in is now becoming so, and I dare to say, holistic in our approach to healing and wellness. And that includes dental treatment. You know, it is mostly viewed as physical therapy, which of course it is. However, there is another aspect of it and the relationship between the patient and their dental care team. And I will tell you that, you know, this is a very, very important conversation because, you know, you guys know that how you pick your dentist has more to do with who they are, what they stand for, and how they work with you than most anything else. That you may get to them on one hand through some kind of strange coupon you get, but you go back because of who they are, what they believe in, and how they treat you. And that's what today's show is about because, you know, when I think about Dr. Jim and the team Um, You know, he has been serving this community. He's been on many boards in the, you know, many of the local organizations in, you know, Bellevue. But more importantly, he is embedded in the the commitment to help his patients, help the people that come into the office, not just understand, you know, what it is, what's important about dental care, but has he has folks understand the bigger picture of things. And so when you look at what he's done, you know, being twice nominated for awards, being somebody that is, you know, so revered by his patients, by his staff, by his team, you know, University of Washington. And my favorite that I love to talk about, probably won't get, 
Golden Gloves boxer. He and I are going to duke it out one of these days. I still have my boxing gloves. Um, But the point is, you know, that uh, he is somebody that is beyond being a fellow in the Academy of General Dentistry. Uh, He is someone that is committed to the people that walk through his doors and committed to making sure that people get the kind of care, generations uh, of care, so that they not just understand why it's important to be honored as best dentist, but more importantly, what it is that we should know to make sure that our health is supreme. Dr. Jim, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Thank you, Dr. Pat. And uh, can I just say that it was a privilege to sit here the last half hour listening to Wendy Wolf because um, while that's so different from my world, my physical world, um, what she's doing is helping people. She's helping them become what they go where they want to go and be who they want to be. And and it's yet different, yet similar, because as we see our patients, our goal is to find out what their their desire is for their dental health, for their cosmetic, uh, and do for them what, what they want, or help them at least understand what their options right. are, what, we, what can we do for them. And I love doing cosmetic dentistry, for example, but as I tell my patients, it's not about me, although I love it. It's about me doing what they want me to do for them and me just helping them understand those, those options and listening to them. You know, it's really fun to hear you talk about that. And, of course, you would come on here and and honor Wendy um, because, you know, you are so humble in what you provide people with. I mean, that's why people just absolutely love you. Uh, And you're also committed to making sure we understand, first and foremost, the, the situation around great dental care. You know, it used to be, right, I mean, Maybe I'm a little older than you, but it used to be you go to the dentist because you have a cavity and then life is good. But we have learned so much more now about what's going on in the mouth, haven't we? Absolutely. And people have many, they come from different backgrounds and they come from different, I can't think of the right word, so I'll say prejudice, but Mm -hmm. they, they come in with preconceived thoughts, be it about x rays or fluoride or things that are important to them. And we as dentists, we like to have x-rays and we we believe in fluoride. That doesn't mean that's right for every individual. We need to, there's a lot of us that are good clinicians. Mm-hmm. We need to be good listeners. We need to respect the wishes of each of those patients. They, We educate them to the benefit of fluoride. But, you know, if that's not something they want in their body, that's right. their right. And, you know, we have to respect that. Mm. And I've learned that. I've been doing it a long time. When I was young, I was adamant. As I've gotten a little bit more in tune with patients and people, I realized that, you know, we each make the decisions that are right for us. And our professionals are there to guide us, to give us information so we can make the best decision. It's still our decision. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these are some of the things that I think sets you apart from from other folks. Um, you, you know, you are also committed to the experience. And I would love for you to talk about that, you well, know, because remember, old school, there was no experience. Right. But now it's so much more. And, you know, you're someone that gets in tune to what the you know, what the patient's care is. But more importantly, you really have a level of respect for those people. You give me a lot of credit. That's probably not due me. The experience my patients get when they come to my office 
I had a, a patient referred by a specialist because he thought I was one of two dentists in Bellevue that could treat this patient's mm. very extreme needs. And the patient came in, interviewed me, interviewed the other dentist, and he chose us. And about a year later, he said, you know, Jim, it wasn't you that swung <laughs> the deal. It's the experience I had when I walk into your office that your staff provides, the warmth, the caring, the concern. And so much as I, I told him that doesn't hurt my feelings at all, I'm proud of them. They make me better. They they make us who we are. I can't do this without them. And um, I love that he chose our office largely because of our staff. He he admitted uh, it was a little bit because of me, but but mainly the staff or the largely. And that, you know that's it's a whole experience. It's their experience with each member of my staff yeah. and hopefully me. But you know it it um, it's like going to a restaurant. They can serve a great meal. Right. If you have bad service, uh. you are not going back. No, that's true. And you can have good food with great service, and likely you'll go back. Yeah. And, you know, we have to remember it's, it's, that, it's that relationship. Well, but, you know, now that you mentioned, uh, you know, someone coming in that did select you, what is it like to be a new patient walking into your office? And if I, if I might say, you know, having studied leadership for, I don't even want to say how many years, a leader sets the tone. And, you know, the staff steps up to the plate to really provide the platform that you've been able to lay out there. I agree with you completely about the team. You know, I show up here and do this thing, but I've got an amazing group of people behind the scenes. And you're right about that. But now I walk through your door and I'm a new patient. What's that going to be like for me? Well, first, Ellen will probably give you a hug. Nice. She tends to do that. All right, good. Um, and we have patients, I think, that just come for that hug. But anyhow, uh, <laughs> you know, as a dentist, as a physical dentist, I like to have x-rays because I can see things that I can't see without x-rays. We like to do a complete exam, ask you what your concerns are, see how can we best meet your needs. We do have those patients that don't want x-rays. We'll do the best we can for them. I still believe it's better for them if we get x-rays. But so that first experience is going to be time with me. It's um, we typically we consider that the get to know you, but you get to know us mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. Share your concerns. Tell us how can we best serve you? What if, do you have concerns or are you just there for a routine? Get your teeth cleaned and checked. We need to know what you care about, what you want. So that the first experience is really devoted to getting to know them and letting them know us and letting them express themselves. Well, you know, I want to make sure that folks know we've got a lot to talk about today. Uh, what's the best way for folks to find out more about you and about your all the great people there at your office? Well, it sounds like they just call you, Dr. Yeah. <laughs> you could tell them. But, I probably could, uh, yes. We, we, uh, we have a website, www.smilebig.com, and I'd suggest that's uh, probably the first step. Look at that. And they'll give you an intro to our office. You know, it's really interesting. I was, I was getting ready for this. I thought you could be my brother from another mother. <laughs> and I thought about that, not because of dentistry, but because you and I share something really interesting. I was given boxing gloves at five, and I tried to join the Air Force at 16. Um, and so we both kind of share some very interesting, you know, hobbies, if we could call them, because you do that too. Uh, but I wanted to ask you, about how your life and what you do in life, because you are clearly somebody that's all in. There's no question in my mind about that. 
you know, what have you learned over time about the world of dentistry? Because it has changed enormously from a patient's point of view. What have you learned? And I know you, you go for continuing education and so forth. Well, the we're doing some things today we did when I graduated dental school. But most of the things that we do today have been refined. The materials have improved. The techniques have improved. In the last month, I've spent two full days in in courses on just how to use tooth-colored fillings in a better way that, that leaves the tooth stronger. Mm. These are the things that, that patients don't necessarily see or need to see. But it's – I love what I do, so I'm passionate about the continuing education. When I go to these classes – they always say at the end of the class, you'll get your credits. Yes. And that's for those that come because they need 21 credits a year. Right. And they don't want to miss them. I have so many credits, I don't really, I mean, I have to document them, but it, it doesn't matter. I'm not there for the credits. I'm there for what can I learn? How can I do better? Mm. And I certainly don't hold on to what I did in the past if I see something better. I'm not invested in that. I'm invested in how can I do this better for my right. patient? What? How can I make it better. This is like my hobby. It's like something that I would build or make to show, you know, at a at a hobby show. I I love doing the restorative work, the the physical work. But as we talked about, that's only part of it. I I can't do that for people that don't come to me. I have to appeal to them, make them comfortable to come to me and right. to want to come to. You know, most you know, most of my patients come from referral by either specialists right. or most commonly by are satisfied patients right. that we've been seeing for years and years. And, and uh, you know, that's the primary source of, of our new patients. And, and they usually come in already a little comfortable because of what their friends have experienced, which, right. is, which is really nice. It's a high trust. Dentistry is a high trust thing. And, yes, and it is. You don't go to somebody to work on your body that, with, that you don't trust or you shouldn't. You need to be in a place where you, where you have confidence and, and mm-hmm. trust and know that they will do their best and do the right thing. And and if there's a problem, they'll take care of it. You know, that they're as invested in your health as you are. You know, what's interesting is, you know, we talk so much now about preventative. Um, and yet I believe, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I believe dental care has been left out of the conversation. And thanks to you and your team, you know, you're opening a door for people to pay more attention, not wait until you have a pain. I mean, that's what we do. We wait until I got a toothache. Ah, and by the time you got a toothache, right, which isn't going to get better on your own, even though we wait for it to get better on our own, then we go. What can you say about that? Because that's a new paradigm, really. Yeah, Dr. Pat, you hit a, the nail right on the head. If we catch a, a dental problem, while it's early, the treatment is simple. If we wait until pain sets in, almost always it becomes a very extensive, expensive, mm. time-involving treatment. And sometimes we lose teeth that we could have easily saved with early diagnosis. Um, preventive dentistry has many aspects. I mean, there's, as we talked about fluoride, that some people, right. most people do accept, and and it's extremely effective. Mm-hmm. I saw fluoride put into the water early in in my career in Bellevue. Yeah, every child that came in when I just started practice had cavities. If they didn't, we put their picture on the wall and called it the Smile Club, and it stayed there for six months till they came back. And we had one little bulletin board. As fluoride began to become effective, as the children grew, we had two bulletin boards, three bulletin boards. Pretty soon, it covered. 
two walls, every child, majority of them, had no cavities. And we saw that huge shift yeah. in in uh, dental disease due to fluoride being put in the water. There are still those that oppose it. Mm-hmm. I respect them. I don't. I don't believe they're right. Um, and there are still people who choose to not have it on their teeth or for their children. And again, I have to respect their wishes. Yeah. I don't agree. I don't agree with their conclusion, but I respect their wishes. Mm-hmm. Um, but preventive dentistry, catching problems before they grow and become and let themselves be known to you and pain is so effective. You know, it's interesting. Um, you know, I had a conversation with um, my naturopath not too long ago. And we were talking and, you know, she, out of the blue, says something like, you know, we're now discovering that most diseases can be, I can't remember the exact word. Usually we get indicators beginning in our mouth. It's, and I thought, okay, I didn't have time to chat with her about that, but I'd like to know your thought about that little statement. You know, we we are, some of us consider our, ourselves physicians of the mouth. Yeah. You know, me, I'm just a technician. I'm a, I'm a trade school guy that fixes teeth. But I love people, okay? But I do an oral cancer exam annually on all my patients. Mm. And I, wow. have, I have found early oral cancer where just removing the little lesion, was the letter came back from the pathologist that said, no more treatment needed. The entire cancer has been removed. Wow. If left to grow, it would have been facial disfiguring surgery. I had another patient come in recently and during that exam his tongue moved in a weird way and i looked at him and he was a physician i said doc i don't know what's going on but you need to get this checked out he had a brain tumor i would never for the life of me have expected to pick up a brain tumor just by looking in the mouth wow something wasn't right he got it checked out 12 hour surgery and he's about 95% normal now and had that grown he probably wouldn't have been. So, you know, we do see things in the mouth that relate to the rest of the body. And um, there's lots of research about inflammation and inflammatory diseases and inflammation in the mouth being correlated with other inflammatory vascular diseases yeah. and heart disease. Uh, and it's the literature is replete with lots of that stuff. And sometimes correlations are scientifically valid. Sometimes they're just correlations, mm-hmm. but but they're there. And, uh, you know, so um, I don't pretend to be able to diagnose everything, but it's amazing what we do see and, and can observe. Yeah, but, you know, what I hear you saying is you're on watch. And, you know, what I mean by that is it's a level of awareness that is is so beautiful to hear you talk about because that is what sets you apart. You know, you, you know, you and the team there and, you know, the doctors in your in your office, all, you, you have a mindset which is very specifically expert in what you do, but goes beyond that to really at least have an, a watchful eye uh, and you educate yourself about that. And I think we're learning more and more and more about that. I mean, my gosh, think about it. When I was growing up. If I had a piece of candy, it was a cold day and you know what. Now, the amount of sugar that just we get in those in our mouths, in our teeth, in our drinks, in our food, it's mind-boggling, you know, to me how we we have any way to take care of good care. But this is something you've had to grow with. 
you remind me of something. When I was a child, uh, our family dentist was my uncle. Uh, a great guy. Mm-hmm. A great guy. Um, I loved him. I loved watching him work. He he practiced dentistry till he was almost 80. And he loved it. And his patients loved him. But you know what he would give me after I was done getting a filling? He would give me a capsule of mercury to go home and play with. To play with. Wow. To rub in my fingers and to throw on the floor and wow, then gather that back up and coat dimes. Well, I think I lucked out because, you know, I, we don't even use mercury anymore. Right. You know, our, You're not our, alone. Yeah. I did the same thing. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you oh we used to take the, the thermometers, the little yeah. thermometers, and oh. when they'd break, my mom would collect all that and put it in a little bowl and we'd mess around with it. Yeah. It, I'm not the only one. Wow. There, there you go. But but you know, now that I'm a dentist and yeah. and I and I you know, I did work with mercury and do silver mm-hmm. fillings for many, many years. And frankly, silver fillings are excellent as a filling. But they do have mercury. They don't look pretty and they do have mercury and we just don't do them anymore. Yeah. You know, so you were talking earlier about how things have evolved, and that's one of the one of the ways. Well, just and there are others. I mean, the whole uh, and I know you're going to come back, and we're going to talk about some very specific things. But the whole idea of an implant, who, really, who came up with that? I mean, there are just so many things that we look at now, whether it be cosmetic or otherwise, that we can do to help. Um, you know, I have a friend that has a young daughter who was born. With a genetic uh, defect, let's say, uh, in in her configuration. And it, and it is mind-boggling to see what, you know, dental care can do to help with that. I mean, you know, we have now learned so much. And, and that's really what I was talking with you about. You know, this is such a broad category now. And so many things that I'm excited that we're going to talk about them. Well, it's, it's very interesting when a patient comes in with, let's a dental condition, mm-hmm. um, and we tell them what their options are. Mm-hmm. Especially, some people come in with a with a, a disparity between the size yes. of their jaws, and yep. they can have a jaw surgery to yep. correct correct that. And we present that to several people the same treatment. There are those that enthusiastically embrace it, and there are those that absolutely do not want it. Mm-hmm. Which one's right? They're mm. both right. Mm. They're right for themselves. Yeah, I love they, that. They may not be right in terms of what's what is best from a quote dental goal aspect. Right. But that's my dental goal because I know that I can give them a better cosmetic result or functional result, maybe if they do the surgery. Mm. But you know, it's that's not in their wheelhouse. That's not their goal. And my job, of course, is to just offer them and show them and give them those options. I love it. So I love it. You know, Dr. Jim Rosenwald joining me here today. We're going to be doing a series with him. We're very excited about it. Uh, please, one more time, let folks know the best way they can find out more about you and that amazing team you have. And, you know, sign up for some hugs. Yeah, come contact us or look at us on www.smilebag.com. I want to ask you this here uh, to kind of wrap it up. You know, a lot of things out there, dental disease, a lot of things which were mind-boggling for a lot of people now can be really uh, worked with and in some cases healed. And as we move forward in our conversations, I would love to know what your personal message, what would you love to leave people with here today, Dr. Jim? Take care of yourself. Mm. Understand what your goals are for yourself and and then work with your professional, your dentist, your hygienist, your team, 
to achieve your goals. But be open, listen to what they have to say so that you can make the most educated and the best decision for yourself. Wow. Thank you. Dr. Jim, everybody, thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. Dr. Jim is going to be coming back. He's going to bring some friends with him, too. And we're going to be uh, continuing the conversation because we are finding out so much, so much about what begins in our mouths and how it affects the rest of our lives. And if you want somebody to take very, very good care of you, then you will uh, go ahead and uh, call Dr. Jim. Let's take a short break, everyone. We'll be right back. Tides that I tried to swim. 